0: You are listening to DNA Discoveries. I'm Edward Looney, and today our story of finding family comes from Oscar, who is going to share with us more information that he uncovered as he searched for his grandpa. If you would like to share your own story on DNA Discoveries, I invite you to email me at DNA Discoveries Podcast at gmail.com or go over to DNA Discoveries.fireside.fm and you can use the contact us feature on the host website for the podcast. And now let's hear from today's guest. Today, my guest on DNA Discoveries is Oscar. And again, he's an individual who reached out to me through email and Told me a little bit of his story and wanted to be a guest on DNA Discoveries. And so I'm very excited to have Oscar with me today. So thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, one of the things I'm always curious about is how a person finds this podcast. And what I've actually learned by publishing an episode, you know, and hopefully in 2023, every month publishing an episode, is that they're widely popular, that every episode outperforms the previous episode, So it does seem that people are searching for these stories. They want to hear them. And so I'm just curious, how did you happen upon this little humble podcast?
1: Sure. So after discovering that my mom was an NPE, um, and then like, and to- after talking to her and understanding what she was going through, I wanted to hear other people's stories. So i I was on Apple Podcasts, and I did a search for uh, MP like NPE podcasts, and I found your podcast, and I listened to every episode after well, I discovered it.
0: Well, that's great, and uh, that's interesting because. I- On my podcast, I actually don't ever use that word NPE or that abbreviation, but there's another podcast that does, and I know that maybe some people find me because I'm the number one recommended podcast underneath hers. So anyways, uh, that's interesting. So that's great. Uh, Yeah, and so you went on this search. You wanted to find out information about your family. And so why did that quest for knowledge, how did that begin? Sure.
1: So, what happened was I was talking to my mom. I was on one of my daily walks, talking to my mom, and we were talking about our family history. And I told her that I, I was interested in taking a look our in our into our family history because she thought that her side was very boring, and um, to be honest, she was always a little jealous of my father's side of the family because my father's side of the family they live in Mexico they live in Mexico City and my uncle is a physician and they live like in this upper middle class lifestyle so when she visited there you know she was like a, a tinge of of uh I guess class jealousy and because to her mind her roots were very humble roots you know my my family on that side were farmers or uh, laborers, yeah you know, and and stuff like that and it's like, well mom, you know I, I think there's more to our family story than that. I know that uh, your grandfather, my great grandfather fought in the Mexican Revolution during the early 20th century. I think there's more to our family history than just like um, migrant workers or or uh, just kind of that agrarian, um, the history. I think there's more to it. So I'm going to take a deep dive specifically into grandma's side of the family, um, because I I think there's just more to our story, especially with our great-grandfather and everything he went to. And, uh, And so that's what really started me on this quest to take a deep dive into my grandma's history, our Rodriguez history, and just to kind of... Put together like uh, our, our family story, if if that all makes sense.
0: So your mother obviously knew who her mother was, but then yes. you had some sort of knowledge about who her father was too. Is that right?
1: Yes. So my mom, so according to oral family history, and uh, my mom never knew her father because she her father had died when she was an infant and when my uncle her younger brother was a baby and so she never she just she doesn't have any memories of of who she thought well who we thought was her father which is this guy Martine. so growing up the only person i knew was my grandfather was my grandma's second husband who was a very nice man, who was a great grandfather. And I knew him, but I, I also knew he was not my biological father. Uh, from my understanding, my biological grandfather had died when my mother was very young from cancer. So that that was the story. He died uh, from what I knew in Mexico, like uh, on property that they owned uh, between Mexico and Texas. So my mom had like no knowledge of, her biological father, or any memories.
0: And so when you're going to look into your mother's family history, it would be very easy to look into the biological mother's side. Uh, because, you know, that information is certain. And of course, that other information you thought was certain, but then you, you find out it wasn't. But what was your method of research as you first went about this?
1: Okay, so I was on ancestry and I was on family search and I was just trying to find family records. So I'm putting together a family tree. So I'm putting together a family tree and I'm relying on my mom's memories and our oral history and everything's going along just fine. I'm snapping in people. I'm finding my, my great, my grandfather, my great grandfather, uh, and then, like, as I've mentioned, I'm, I'm looking and finding records associated with all these individuals. Well, so for Martine, I'm finding a few records. And one of the records I find is his death record. So I find his death record, and uh, he did die in Mexico. So the record's in Spanish. It's a Mexican record. And I don't know if you're familiar with Mexican records, but they're very detailed. So for a genealogist, uh, they're super helpful because the majority of the time, if the family knows, they'll list the person's parents, and then sometimes they'll list the person's grandparents, and they'll list their spouse. And another thing, if you're unfamiliar with Mexican culture, the women do not change their last name. They retain their last name. So, when, uh, So when you look at those records, it's like you can like it makes it easy to identify whether or not that person is really part of your family, right? Especially if you know your family names. Well, I find this death record, I'm reading it, I look at it, everything looks right, except for the date of death. So I look at the date of death and the date of death is nineteen forty one. So nineteen forty one and why that's important is my mom was not born nineteen forty one, she was born several years later.
0: So this Um, is on your mother's birth certificate. You have this man's name. And so you're looking into this man, and you find out that he dies before she was born. Correct. Okay. That's correct. I
1: find out she died, or he died, I'm sorry, he died before she was born. And also i discovered that he didn't die from uh, cancer. He died from tuberculosis.
0: There's no way this man could have been your mother's father unless they froze sperm or something like that, which is something they (coughs) wouldn't have been doing probably back in 1940. Right. Correct.
1: So I bring this to, this to, to my mom's attention. I go, Hey mom, I found this, this death record associated with Martine, who, um, your dad. And it has this year. And she was like, well, that can't be right. There has to be a mistake. Um, you know, because obviously because the years don't match up, right? So, so it has to be a mistake. Well, And the thing is, she has a younger brother. So not only did he die before she was born, several years, like three years before she was born, he died five years before my uncle was born. So like things really didn't match up, but she was convinced it was a mistake. And, um... She explained it away or gave some theories of maybe we found the wrong man. You know, maybe it was this, this is the son of my dad, like you know, an illegitimate son or something like, like something like that. So I actually just kind of put that away, like put that in the back of my mind. I attached it to his record and like let that sit for a while. And until I, uh, until I got my, until I took the time to look at my genetic matches, and that's where, uh, where the story kind of like changes.
0: You started. You started this search back in 2020. That's when you were just doing family genealogical research, but then you make a choice to go out and buy one of these autosomal test kits, and to send in your DNA and to find out more. You Did you do that with the intention, then, of identifying your family? Or did you do it with the intention of just wanting to know more about your DNA? I did it for both.
1: I did it for both. Um, I was just kind of curious to see what my uh, ethnic composition is. And I was also interested in doing genetic genealogy, like finding cousins out there or other closer uh, family that that were on Ancestry.
0: And part of the reason so you that. had this interest was because you had a lot of questions. You thought, there's a lot of misinformation about my family history, and I want to get to the bottom of it. And this was one of the tools in your belt that you were able to do and use uh, in order to find out more information.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then when my matches came back, I had a surprise match,
0: a very close, unexpected match. And who was that match then that you discover through this whole process? Sure. So
1: so what's interesting, and like this always seems to happen to me, is like I went in and I was like, I'm going to do this DNA thing, you know, it's going to probably be pretty... It's probably going to be pretty straightforward. I know who all my uncles are. I know who my aunts are. Uh, I'm familiar with all my cousins. Uh, even if uh, there's this distance between us because we moved from one state to another, from Texas to the Midwest. I, I thought it was going to be pretty straightforward. So when I get that ping and I, you know, my match results are in, I took a look and I see this man. And his name is Ephraim. And I, I was like, I. Don't, and the match is an uncle match, all right, like a half uncle match, you know, a really close relative match, a really unexpected high match. And I look at this name, and I was like, I, I have no idea who this individual is. I call my mom, and she's like, I am unfamiliar with that name. I don't know that last name. I don't know that surname. I really have
0: no idea who that is. So. That's when a lot
1: lot of more stuff came into question.
0: Well, then you had to do uh, further research. So you probably went down this rabbit hole of trying to identify who he is. I did. I did. And I, I messaged him and he
1: messaged me back. He's like, well, why don't you give me a phone call so we can talk about this? So I give him, I give him a, a phone call and, uh, then he's like, he's talking to me. He's like, Hey, uh, do you speak Spanish? I'm like more comfortable in Spanish. So then I had to like brush off the Spanish. So we're, we're having this conversation. We're talking about our match and like the possibilities, like what, what, Like what do we have here? Like, how are we related? So we have this discussion and this, I'm telling him who my mom is. I'm telling him who my uncle is. And I, I mentioned my uncle's first name and he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. That's your uncle's first name. So that's my middle name and that's my father's name. So that's when things started to really fall into place. And that's when I started to uh, look, take a look, or, take a closer look at my matches. And I started to realize there were more people that I didn't recognize. Like uh, relatively close matches that I recognize and last names that I didn't recognize. So with, uh, after talking to Ephraim, I started to reach out to some more of those cousins on ancestry Street to kind of, uh, not to kind of to to put these puzzle pieces together to to kind of figure out like um, what was going on here with my family history.
0: It's always interesting to me that like ancestry DNA or 23andme that when you use their platform and you're messaging with the people they don't have some sort of block where you can't share such information like a phone number or an email or or whatever like that they would be able to censor it if you put it because really it hurts their platform when you you don't use them Because uh, you're not going to their site, you could cancel your membership once you find out your information. So it, it would be good for them actually to have some sort of control in place. Because for me, when I found my relative, I'm like, why don't you just friend me on Facebook? And let's chat over Messenger. Let's like get rid of this platform that we have to go to and send messages back and forth. And the funny thing is, is she ended up messaging me and adding me as a friend on Facebook. And I'm like, who are you? Like, why do you want to be my friend? I don't even know you. <laughs> and uh, I didn't yeah. put two and two together because her maiden name was on the, on the platform. And then on Facebook, it was her Mary name. So that's why I didn't make the connection. But that's interesting how, you know, you send that cold message uh, to this man and say, I don't know who you are, but I want to mm-hmm. know who you are and how we're related. And that's Chad. And So then, Mm -hmm. you're able to do that over the phone. Now, after you have this conversation with this gentleman who you matched with, how did you identify, and what relationship was he to you then? And how did that relationship, like, how does that follow within the whole family schema? Sure, sure.
1: So I'm talking to him, and uh, it's it's he's an uncle. Like he matched up as a half uncle. And well, uncle, half uncle, like there was percentage breakdown and I'm talking to him and yeah, he is an uncle because after we talked things through, he was like, my father's name is this. And he has this, what's interesting, he has the same first name as my younger uncle. Right. And I was like, you have the same. So your dad has the same first name as my uncle that can't be a coincidence your father has to be my biological grandfather. Essentially, that's how the conversation ended, that his father was my biological grandfather.
0: And then how were you able to make that placement as the paternal side of your mother's uh, family history, given that you found out that Martin wasn't uh, the biological father of your mother?
1: Yeah, it, it was because of the matches. So I just took a deep dive into the matches, right? And I could isolate like uh the different people on there. So I knew I knew so it all goes back to my grandmother. She's Rodriguez, right? And the people that were supposed to appear as Rodriguez, I had a lot of those matches. And my great grandfather, um, he had a second wife because my great grandmother died pretty young. So he had three kids with my great grandmother, and then so, uh, one of them, my grandma. And then he remarried after he became a widower. So he had another set of, of children. He had two more daughters, so two aunts, two more aunts of mine, great aunts of mine, and another great uncle who I knew very well, my great uncle Carlos. And so I could find those. I could find that family. And, uh, and of course I, kn- I know them. So it, it was easy just it, looking at the names, looking at the matches to figure out who fell where, who f- fell where on the, on my family tree. If that makes sense.
0: Sure. And yeah. then, you know, your paternal grandmother and you, you had conversations. Yeah. Is she still alive? No, she,
1: uh, so where I, where I fall. So uh, my family's very old. So she died oh my goodness, about twenty years ago, but she died in her nineties. So she lived a pretty long life. I see. I so, see. Yeah. So, so she was she's not around to answer like once I made the discovery, she was not around to answer any of these questions. Because that, really that the I big
0: que- really the big question here is is your paternal grandmother, uh uh-huh. And who uh, your mother's uh, father is, and so, so at the time when your mother was conceived, was she married? Mm-hmm. Your, so, your grandma? He, yeah.
1: So here's the yeah the timeline. So this is how the timeline works. So it wasn't a product, or an affair, or anything like that. So my so so this is what's very interesting to me as uh, as a genealogist is family migration patterns. So I really love following my family's migration patterns and the series of events and what's motivating them. So, so I have a picture Uh, after talking to some cousins and just like putting together things in my mind uh, with with all the knowledge that I have. Is my grandmother and her husband had a ranch in Mexico, right? In what's the state of Tamaulipas? He has tuberculosis. He dies relatively young, and she's unable to maintain the ranch, uh, and she has, like you know, my, my uncle my uncle and a couple of aunts are already born, and they're very young. So after she a, becomes a widow, she can't maintain the property, so she moves across the border to this, the town of Brownsville, Texas, which is probably the city that's uh, on the very tip of Texas. So she moves there to get work because by this time, she has lost the property. She had lost the farm. And she's working as, uh, I think she was, it's interesting, she was working as a laundry woman and, or, and she was also working as a clean lady and actually what's interesting is one of the ladies she worked Was one of the first female matadors. (laughs) So there's all these kind of little tidbits you discover. But anyway, she's working in Brownsville, and that's where she meets my biological grandfather. And that's there that she conceives my mom. And then a few years later, she conceives my uncle. And at the time, She's a widow and he's unmarried. And then they move away from my family, moves away from Texas to the Midwest. He gets married and starts a
0: family. So she raises your mother, but what about the uncle that she gave birth to then? Yeah, they're all
1: they're all under the impression that they're all the children of Martine. And uh so my mom and my younger uncle are under the impression that they're full siblings with my older aunts and my older uncle. So, and one of the things I never really paid attention to is that my mom's closest sibling, there's a 10-year age gap between the two. So, that's another thing. Like, when you look back, you you have to have, like... a bunch of questions around that. Like, why is there that big age gap? And I had to ask my mom about that. Did she ever think about why there was such a a large age gap between her and her closest sibling? And she goes, well, you know, I, I always just thought that my dad was just sick and that he just couldn't have children for this period of time. And then after he got better, that she was conceived and then my uncle was conceived. But that story...
0: And what's interesting is, of course, as you pointed out very early on in this conversation, is that the death date, you know, he can't be the father, but yet the story was perpetuated. And because Uh it was told so often, it it became believed and wasn't questioned and things of that nature. Uh So it's all very interesting to me. And and I'm still trying to, like, grasp it and, and understand it and comprehend it, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And what's really what was really kind of difficult for
1: me is that when I'm looking into this man, Martin, who I thought was my biological grandfather, as I mentioned earlier, there's no photos of him. So he's kind of like a ghost. He's like this the specter. Right. It's like it's a face I've I've never seen. And then my mom, because she said he died when she was a toddler she has no stories about him. She had no oral stories about him or nothing. Like we had, I had no idea who it was. And then
0: he wasn't around. He
1: wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, it really didn't matter because like, he's not her biological father. And, uh, yeah. So that's what was, that's, what's really kind of like different about my story. It's like, my mom never knew her dad was. And, Uh, I never knew him and there are no pictures of him. So there's no idea of what he even looked like, what this man even looked like or anything like that. Like I had no, I had really nothing to work off of except my mom's oral history. Like what was told to her. Right. And uh, yeah. Which
0: is part of the reason why you do this search. You wanted no information. You want to uncover as much as you can about him. So Yes. In this process, then, as you're able to kind of put pieces together and find out who your mother's biological uh, father was, and uh, who mm-hmm. your gr- your grandfather would have been and such, uh, has there been any further communication with these people you found? Or was it just a fact finding mission? So there's no relationship?
1: Oh, no, I-, I really wanted to like find these people and and form relationships with this newfound branch of my family. So I did reach out to cousins, uh, uh, half. they would be my half first cousins, um, their children and I've actually formed relationships with several of them. So through them, I've been able to know more about that side of the family. Um, yeah, so actually, uh, I'm in communication and, uh, Kind of frequent frequent communication with like several of those newfound cousins.
0: And how did they receive this information that you know one of their relatives had another child that they didn't know about? Surprisingly well.
1: Yeah, I haven't. Like no one's, no one's blocked me. No one's ever uh, expressed the idea that they didn't want to talk about this or they didn't want to have a relationship with me. You now it's, it's, uh, think you've been surprisingly, uh, gone pretty well, like reaching out to all these, uh, newfound relatives. Yeah. Have you had like, and a lot a... Of members...
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you go.
1: Oh, Oh, so I, I, I've been, ha- I have, you know, a lot of these, uh, family members have been super helpful in helping me put together, um, My family tree and knowing more about this this side of the family, this newly discovered side of the family.
0: Have you had a family reunion where you all gathered and hung out and spent time together?
1: Well, no, because there's a big distance between our families. Like, so all the majority of my newfound family, they're either in uh, California or Texas. And I'm on the other side of the country. (laughs) So there's this idea. I I really want to go. Because not only do I want to uh, meet them, this newly discovered branch of the family, but I've reconnected with just other sides of my previously known parts of my family. So this is something I really want to do. But uh, time and distance is is in the way.
0: (laughs) Uh, you mentioned when you were talking about Martin that there were no pictures of him. And mm-hmm. have you been able to find pictures of uh, especially your grandfather then that you would have discovered?
1: I have. I have. But, um, where did I find? Oh, so the uncle that I spoke to on the phone, I asked him for pictures. I said, I, was like, I don't want to bother. If you don't want to provide them, it's okay. I understand. But I would love pictures of your dad my grandfather and he gave me several photos and photos from different time periods of his life so I have pictures of him when he was much younger Uh, I have a picture of him when he was a middle aged man and I have a picture of him as an elderly man so I I have like little snapshots snapshots I'm sorry little snapshots of his of his life
0: and I'm sure you treasure those you probably had them in a special place and now you did this search as the grandchild looking for your grandfather, mm-hmm. but of course your mother is in the picture. Uh, is your yes. mother st- your mother must still be alive because you shared with her back in twenty twenty this information? So yes. how has she taken to actually knowing the real identity of her father? Okay. Yeah. So
1: it took me a year. It took me a year to put together all the information to because I. If I'm going to present this to mom, I want to have all my ducks in a row, right? I want to have all the information. I want to have like 100% proof that this man is her biological father. And leading up to that, after I was 100% sure that this man was my mom's father, uh, I didn't I didn't personally want to make the choice to tell my mom. I wanted my older brother. It's like, oh, my older brother, is the uh, he's my older brother. I think he should make the decision of whether or not I should tell mom that she's an MPE. So I call my brother. I go, hey, Victor. Uh, I've discovered that uh, the man mom thought was her dad is not her dad. It's really this other man. And should I tell her? You know? And he, he thinks about it a little bit. He goes, Yes, I think you should. Uh, like, we should tell mom. So I call my mom. I go, Mom, I have, I have something to tell you. Uh, something really unexpected to tell you. And I let her know. And I go, you know, Martine, we thought was your dad is not your dad. You're really the child of this other man. And, you know, I thought, I didn't. I thought she wasn't going to take the new. I thought it was going to be unexpected to her. I thought she was going to be kind of blown away by the revelation. But after she thought about it uh, for a few minutes, after I, I told her, uh, the reply I got was, "Well, that makes sense." <laughs> I was like, "That makes sense," and then she went into, you know, after you presented that birth certificate to me, and uh, that, excuse me, after you presented that death certificate to me, and I really thought about it. Like, she really started to go back uh, into her, like, past memories, and she started to put together these little tidbits, and she did really start to question um, who her father was. So, so my revelation wasn't, like, super revelatory to her. Like, um, once I presented that death certificate, she herself started to really think about her past, and,
0: and she's really started to question who
1: her real father was.
0: You've made the connection with the newfound family. Have you introduced her into the picture in those communications as well to them?
1: Uh, She hasn't. She hasn't reached out. Only I have. Um, She's a lot
0: older. She's,
1: She's in her late 70s. And in her mind, I know that hasn't stopped other individuals from reaching out to newfound family, but... She's of the mindset that she doesn't want to intrude on anyone's life. Like she's gone this long not being a part of their lives and she doesn't want to uh she doesn't want to mess with anyone's lives. That that's her opinion. That's her belief set.
0: Sure. And that so makes she, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, it's something that they really want. They are searching for family. That was my case when I found my cousin. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, like. I've not had any really close relationships with any family, and so now here I have this person, and we forge this friendship and uh, relationship as cousins, and we spend time together and such. So it was very welcome, but if you've lived your Uh whole life, and then you find this out, I can understand, like, say, I'm happy to know this information, that's all I need, because Uh uh, I don't need any more closure than that, so... Well, mm-hmm. what a fascinating story uh, that you've been able to share. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's very interesting how you went from that misinformation, really, like, you know, this man is my mother's father, and but he died before she was born. So then you're able to understand that, to then finding well this is actually who uh, her father really is so so it's a a great story of of finding for you your grandfather and finding other family members then along the way uh with that yeah and you know what's surprising well, what was surprising to
1: me is after i was talking to my uncle on the phone my new phone uncle on the phone Ephraim. You know, I, I was operating under the assumption that my biological grandfather had died some years ago because I was like, you know he'd be over a hundred years old if he was still alive, and he died last year.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> At age one, age one hundred eight. He was a hundred and eight years old. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Did you ever communicate with him? I did not. And I wouldn't have been
1: able to because um, after talking to my uncle and uh, some of my cousins, he was in really bad health these past couple of years and he's really not communic- communicative. Sure. So, um, yeah. So I wouldn't have been able to have a, a good conversation with him.
0: Yeah. And yeah. That makes sense being 108 years old. So, what do you think is next in the whole journey?
1: Yeah. I, I think. You know, I'm going to keep researching my family. I've had good success with that. Like, uh, it's been, it's been really, well, two things were have been working in my favor being Mexican and Catholic, just because of, just because of how well our records are recorded, our baptismal records, our marriage records, and whatnot. So, because of that, I've been able to go back to like the, uh, the arrival of the Europeans in Mexico. So I, I've been able to track family members back to the 16th century, which has been really great, especially with the help of other genealogists. So I'll, I'll just keep putting together my family tree and then further cementing my relationships with this newfound family and other and my other family members that um, I've reconnected because of my genealogical work. So...
0: Well, that's, that's great. Did you ever think you'd become a genealogist or have such a great interest and passion in this uh, field?
1: You know, I I didn't. It, uh, like, uh, you know, I thought I was just going to take a quick dive, put together a tree quickly. But it's become a real hobby, a, a real fun hobby for me. Yeah, so, you, it's it's been great. Do you think? You know, what, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like. Uh, you know, going back to my conversation with my mother, uh, something that I didn't mention. She told me, it's like, you know what? Um, whenever I talked to my mother, to talk to my grandmother, um, about Martine, she never referred to him as my father. Like, whenever we had conversations, like, the natural thing to do. Like, when my mom talks to me, the natural thing to do is, like, your dad did this, your dad... That your dad when we were young we did this that well whenever my grandmother talked to my mom so whenever my mom talked to her mom she never referred to martin as your father she always referred to him as (laughs) martin
0: that's (laughs) interesting wow Do you think that with this skill that you have of using the research, that you're going to maybe help other people out that you know that are interested in finding out more information about their family? Since you've already done this, you kind of know the paths of genealogical research, how to find information. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you think that maybe someone out there, you might help them one day, maybe a friend or other family member?
1: Yeah, you know, if anyone reaches out to me, I'd be happy to help. But, um, like, uh, for sure, definitely. That would be definitely something I would love to do. Um, what I currently do now is this I, I just provide all this info to my family members that are interested in it. Like, there are several family members that, like, um, so on Facebook, I'll post different things about our family history, different individuals, like great-grandparents from Our shared great grandparents and one ah, on people really love that. So that's what I've been doing for now, Uh, just kind of sharing my work with my with my family. But I would be happy to help anyone if they were uh, looking to find who their biological parent is, or or if they even just wanted to start putting together a tree and want to know about how to go about putting together a tree, or provide any kind of help in that regard yeah i'd be happy to do that
0: well that's great well oscar i'm very appreciative that you uh reached out to me and that uh you wanted to share your story and were able to bring it to the audience of dna discoveries today no
1: thank you like um you know i always love sharing so thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast
0: Thanks so much for listening to DNA Discoveries, Stories of Finding Family. These stories are always so moving, especially when information is discovered after years of search. If you're an individual who found family through an autosomal DNA test kit, I would encourage you to reach out to me like Oscar did and indicate to me that you would like to share your story. Again, you can email DNA Discoveries Podcast at gmail.com or go over to DNA and use the contact form on the host website. If this story was one that moved you, consider sharing it with someone else in your life who might also appreciate these stories of finding family. I'll be with you again soon as we continue our discoveries through DNA and these stories of finding family.